Hello and welcome to 10 Minutes On, a podcast by the Joint Public Issues Team. I'm Dave Hardman. I'm the Methodist Team Leader at the Joint Public Issues Team, and I'm joined by Paul Morrison, who is one of our policy advisors. This 10 Minutes On is all about the cost of living and the recent government announcements. Paul, as churches, we've been involved in seeking to ask the government to help the lowest income families in this country as they face uh, a winter of increased energy bills and inflation. Have the announcements today helped those families? I mean, there's a really simple answer to that, and it's no. Straightforwardly and absolutely no. It is extraordinary the extent to which the answer is no, because £45 billion was spent, and in every intervention that was announced, uh, the majority of the money goes to the very richest in society. So to give you a scale of that, we we don't have a distributional uh, uh, analysis from the government. They didn't publish that but others have done it. So to give you an idea of the scale, the top 5% of earners, the tax changes alone give them about £3,000 extra next year. And those same those same tax changes give the bottom 10% around about £70. The inequality of this is extraordinary. And the people who need help the most the people who are struggling, whose bill, whose uh, sort of key meters are going to be zipping through money, come come the the start of next month, they got nothing, and that is extraordinary. So, so what's what's behind the government's policy on these, on this? Well, the. The government is saying the word growth repeatedly. And there is a belief that cutting taxes in a way that gives more money to the rich will increase growth. Now, I think that belief isn't well-founded, and there's certainly no evidence that's been, been put forward to suggest it. But even if it was, growth happens in terms of years. Hunger happens in terms of days. So whatever you say, even if all the plans work, the people who cannot afford to heat their houses and eat well this winter are not going to be helped by it. And the numbers that we have got from Professor Donald Hirsch was that the average an average family of four on universal credit needs £1,400 just to stay still. And staying still is a really, really bold ambition because half of universal credit claimants when they were surveyed in in May this year had been skipping meals to make ends meet. So just to stay at a level where half of universal credit claimants skip meals, they need £1,400. And what they got today was nothing. And that, you can probably tell from the way I'm saying this, I'm both astounded and appalled at equal measure. And the worst thing is that there was the money. 
45 billion is more than enough to do this, is more than enough to put a package in. It's, it's almost enough to double universal, universal credit. That's the scale of the money that was delivered. But it was just delivered to people at the exact opposite side of the income spectrum. And I just don't understand the thinking of anybody who could do that. So we, of course, we've heard a lot about the energy price cap, and we know that the the date of the first of October is, you know, being mentioned all the time. And, and there was an announcement from the government last week about uh, a price, an energy price guarantee. Has that done anything to assist low income families? Yes, that has. That absolutely has, and it has an, a big advantage, which is that we know. We absolutely know the size of the problem we are facing. And for low-income families, the size of that problem remains huge. But at least we, we can quantify it and we know what we're up against. The disadvantage is higher-income households use more energy. So even doing that pumped more money towards high-income households and less money towards low-income households. And I want you to imagine, I want you to imagine somebody I met at a food bank, or actually it was in a Zoom call from a food bank, to be honest. But I met them and talked to them, and their their way of coping will be to just turn off everything. They've bought candles, candles, to get themselves through the winter. The person who turns off everything because they cannot afford it and they cannot afford to put money on that key gets nothing from that package. The person in a large house, heating it and possibly having a swimming pool or all those other things that can use energy that, you know, might make life better, they're getting loads of help. How can that be right? And maybe it was a necessary evil when you had to cap, when capping it, that you gave more to the rich than to the poor. But the point of the fiscal event today or whatever, mini budget or whatever they're calling it, was to address that inequality, was to say, we gave more to the rich this time, let's rebalance that. And instead they said, we gave more to the rich last time, I enjoyed that, I'll do it a bit more. And that's extraordinary. And I can't, I, 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 I'm sort of lost for words because just the thinking behind it is really strange. But also I'm lost for words because I can see the people who we meet in the and, and people are listening to this will meet in this in the projects they volunteer at. And they know that they and I know that because of today they are going home. And sometime in the winter it is going to be cold and it is going to be hungry for them. And we had every opportunity to change that and we didn't. And that is infuriating so i mean you mentioned people listening and you mentioned uh some of the projects that churches run and you know we're hearing about uh, warm welcomes where uh, churches are being encouraged to open up their doors to um, provide spaces that are warm where people can come um is is that the answer or is there something more we should be doing as 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 churches and as as followers of jesus I think the way in which we've been talking about this is I think we recognize it's an emergency and it's an emergency in which government hasn't all the answers. 
but we all have to do our part. And you, you see throughout the connection and throughout different churches, you see that people are doing their part. You see they're thinking about warm welcomes. You see they're preparing the food bank. You see they're thinking about how they can, you know, open their cafe because they know that it's going to be a hard winter. And doing our part is really important. But being a backstop for the minimum income, the minimum livable income, that's the government's job. That's what the welfare state is for. And the government has, with, you know, sort of deliberately and thoughtfully decided not to do that. And that's awful. So what we should be doing is, yes, we should be opening our churches up if we can. And yes, we should be giving to food banks because they need they are going to need a lot more food and a lot more money over the next months. But we should also be expressing this real in the anger at this injustice. Because let's be clear, the people who are cold this winter, it's not just. They didn't do anything to deserve this. This is them being blown by the winds, by the economic winds that are happening. And we have chosen to say the economic winds make the richest £9,000 better off and the poorest worse off. That's a choice. That's the wrong choice. If we're not angry about that, I suggest we read our Bible a bit more closely. And hopefully the churches will be arranging campaigns that you can join in at. But express the anger to anybody you see who might have influence, because my belief is that sometime during this winter, when the scale of the problem is seen, government will have to act. And the quicker that happens, and the more pressure we can put on to make that happen, the better. Paul, thanks so much. Um, and just to say to anybody listening to this podcast, if you want some more analysis and some for more information around the issues to do with the cost of living and the energy uh, price uh, cap, etc., then please go to jpit.uk slash enough to live, uh, which we will be keeping updated with the, some of the figures that Paul's referred to and some of the analysis and as things move on in the future as well, uh, possible campaigns. This has been 10 Minutes on the Cost of Living, uh, brought to you by the Joint Public Issues Team.